Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So one of the best writers out there about the whole plot to take down Donald Trump is uh, my man Technofog. He just does amazing work. And he has a Substack article about, was the DNC really hacked? And what's really going on with the Sussman case? I got that. Um, Biden saying yesterday openly, yeah, we should fire the cops who don't get vaccinated. Uh, (laughs) Giving you basically double barrel middle figure, fellas, ladies, first responders out there. Go mm, yourself, Gordon and Joe Biden. And um, what happened on this set with this Alec Baldwin story? Let me explain to you what blanks look like. This story is just bizarre. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity from big tech and government spying. Get a VPN today. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I got a loaded show for you today, including an initiative out of the liberal state of Maryland, which I'm telling you other liberal states that have conservative counties should consider. Maybe you should join a conservative state. Happening in Maryland, where I ran for Congress. Joe, if you didn't see this story, you're going to like this one. It's Joe, Joe, Joe's got to pretend he's not there until he does his, uh, his Friday intro. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joe, let's go. It's Friday. Yeah. Sorry. It's just uh, Joe and I were kind of chatting before we hit the record <laughs> button on the show today. And it's just, uh, as Joe knows, it's been an extremely exhausting week. I just want to assure you again, you will get my content here. This is my podcast. I own this podcast. Okay. This will be here next week. The radio program syndicated through cumulus which has a vaccine mandate that conversation has not been going well it's been degenerating even worse it is ongoing but as i said to them and i will repeat again with cumulus i am not going to be there while there is a vaccine mandate they can have the vaccine mandate or they can have me but they can't have both so we are going to have to work something out stat i appreciate the ongoing conversation but um next week this podcast will be here i promise you so make sure you uh, you subscribe you subscribe and download the shows. Uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, don't miss my show on Fox, Unfiltered, tomorrow night, Saturday, 10 p.m. Eastern time. I've got a monologue asking the question, are you a second-class citizen in your own country? I think the evidence is pretty compelling. Before I get to this, there was a real tragedy last night in the set of a movie uh, called Rust being directed by Alec Baldwin. There was a... He was direct. Yeah, he was direct. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. So according to the reports, Alec Baldwin picked up a prop gun and must have pressed the trigger while it was aimed at two people. Uh, One of them is now died. Tragically, the other one was injured. Now, you may be asking yourself, how does this kind of stuff happen? Well, Adam Baldwin, Adam Baldwin, not Alec Baldwin, Adam Baldwin, who's a great guy and a friend, had commented on Twitter. Uh, he is an actor. He's been in a ton of movies. The Patriot, Mel Gibson. I mean, he's been in just so many movies. Just look at his uh, profile. 
He said this on social media. If you're pointing a weapon at anyone on set without permission from the armorer, director, and first assistant director, then you should be reprimanded for the first offense, fired for the second. If you do so and harm or kill someone, you should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. I trust Adam. Again, Adam has been making movies for decades now. He is a good man. He is a liberty-loving patriot. And uh, having dealt with blanks often, when I was an instructor in our academy, our law enforcement academy with the uh, Secret Service in Maryland, we had, we had weapons as well that were modified and they were used to fire blanks. Why? Because it lent some realism to the exercise. Now, we were very safe and cautious. We, you know, knock on wood, we never had an incident there, thankfully. But when you use these blanks, ladies and gentlemen, they're really loud. You have to wear double ear and eye protection. It also, although it doesn't emit a... a um, an actual bullet. It doesn't admit a round from the chamber. It does admit force and pressure because what a blank looks like, so you know, is it looks like an actual bullet, except many of them, the ones we used, rather than having a round at the top, having an actual bullet at the top, I should say, it would have a, the top would just be crimped. It's just like a casing that's crimped. So when the powder inside, just like a normal round goes off, It'll cycle, if it's a handgun, it'll cycle the slide on the handgun, give it the force because the gas will blow out, but there's no actual bullet to be expended. The crimp just opens up sometimes, a little bit. It expels gas. Uh, but it, I promise you, it's loud. But there's no actual bullet. So in this case, I'm wondering what happened. Is it the same thing that happened with the Brandon Lee tragedy when he was filming the movie The Crow, where I believe a dummy round that had been lodged in the barrel of the firearm, a dummy round that has a bullet, but doesn't have any actual, um, any, uh, any explosive gunpowder type material. They use that sometimes in scenes where you can see the guy in a movie loading the round. You don't want him to see loading blanks so that you'll see him loading dummy rounds. There's a bullet at the top, but there's no, so the thinking was, was a bullet lodged in there and then the gas from the blank round may have discharged the bullet that is lodged in the barrel. I don't know. We'll find out, but either way, um, you really shouldn't be pointing firearms at anyone, as all responsible gun owners know, um, if you don't know exactly anything. As I was told in the Secret Service, and I'll leave it at this, and I never forgot this, do not point a firearm at anything you are not willing to kill at that second, ever. Just a little reminder today for the liberals out there, conservatives who are gun advocates and gun owners and advocates of the right to protect themselves already know Good this stuff. safety, 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 yeah, yeah important. most important stuff. Don't ever, ever point a firearm at anything. You are not willing to kill and terminate the second you do it. I don't care who tells you, who tells you, well, oh, it's a bl bl blue gun. It's a blank. Yeah. It's not the way it is. Works. All right. Moving on. That's a really troubling story. So uh, last night, Joe Biden did a town hall. It was just, uh, it was really an ongoing tragedy to watch this thing, to watch a man clearly with a severe cognitive deficit appear to try to be the president, try to be in charge. My guess, having worked in the White House, is his cabinet and his, his, uh, his cabal of staffers around him um, quietly know the guy is totally incompetent, was an idiot before the cognitive decline, and now is in severe cognitive decline, um, taking a big toll on this man's ability 
uh, to do anything or think things through intellectually. So here's Biden last night just coming out and saying it now that if you don't take the vaccine with an unscientific vaccine mandate, you may have natural immunity, you may have blood clotting problems, whatever it may be, that the cops, first responders, yeah, you should be fired. He says yes and yes to that question. And I want you to listen. This is the part that doesn't get a lot of attention. I want you to listen to the lunatics in the crowd who are really happy about this. They think this is hilarious that the best among us who put on the uniform at great risk to themselves for very little money, I know I did it, that they should be fired for not abiding by an unscientific, immoral, unethical vaccine mandate. Listen to the applause from the crowd. Check this out. As, as many as, as one in three emergency responders in some cities like Chicago, Los Angeles, right here in Baltimore, are refusing to comply with city vaccine mandates. I'm wondering where you stand on that. Should police officers, emergency responders be mandated to get vaccines? And if not, should they be stay at home or let go? Yes and yes. Uh, Erroneous. Darn right. We haven't played that one in a while. That's what he thinks of you. You put the badge on your chest. You run into a burdened building. You're a you're a paramedic. You respond to someone bleeding to death. You get the blood on you. You have no idea if this person has some kind of a contagious infection or virus or anything, but you do it anyway because that's what you do. You know, it's the paramedics and the EMTs don't get celebrated a lot. Gets lost. Yeah, our firemen and our cops. Yeah, they're they're genuine heroes. The good ones are the best of us. But our EMTs and paramedics, too, they take on great risk. Our corrections officers, again, commonly left out. Parole officers, these people, they do a good public service, a decent public service, sometimes dealing with very dangerous people and very dangerous situations. And this is how you crap on them and tell them, go F yourselves. You'll get the damn vaccine, whether you've been infected or not, and you will shut your mouth. No, we won't shut our mouths. But he said something even dumber afterwards. He said, what, you, you think you can maintain the right to not get vaccinated and kill people? Has he not realized that his own CDC directors acknowledge that vaccinated people can now spread this thing too? So how does that not apply to vaccinated people? The answer is it does. This has nothing to do with the vaccine. How many times do I have to tell you this? I'm going to address this on my Fox show this weekend too, to an audience outside of this show. Some of you bleed over there, but some don't. This is not about a vaccine. It was never about a vaccine. It was this clown prince in the White House, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, who led the way on vaccine skepticism, air quotes. They were the ones who did that. We're not taking this Trump vaccine. And then all of a sudden they get an officer, take the Trump vaccine immediately. It's not about the vaccine. They said opposite things. This is about stealing your bodily sovereignty away. I can't emphasize this to you enough. You give it up, you will regret it. You give up the right, the big R God-given right to sovereignty of what your body is and your custody of it, and you give it over to, and you acknowledge your body is the ward of the state. I'm telling you, all is lost. All is lost. All is lost. This is the fight. That's why I'm doing this with Cumulus now. This is not a joke. We all have to stand up. All of us. been just a long week but it's been worth it and i want to thank you all for your support i'm going to read some emails later on my cumulus radio show about cumulus firing some people and some of the stories we'll see how they like that stories are disgusting 
on a bit of a lighter note, we need it. Ah, man. What is this guy doing with his hands? (laughs) Joe, that could go in a lot of directions. It certainly can. (laughs) Sorry, I need a little bit. I usually do comic relief later in the show. I need it now. Here's Joe Biden during the debate yesterday. If you didn't see this, watch it on Rumble, on audio. I'll just tell you. He's sitting there being asked a question, and he's got these, like, rock'em, sock'em robot hands, and they're just super weird. If you're watching on Rumble, though, (laughs) check this out. What is this guy doing with his hands? Take a look. About that, with just in terms of inflation, because you had told uh, us at a town hall, I think it was in July, that the this was just near-term inflation. The Wall Street Journal recently talks to like 67 uh, financial experts who said that they, they saw high inflation going all the way or deep into 2022. You can hear him saying, uh, I got this. I got this. I got this. I got this. <laughs> Isn't it weird? Right? Right? That's the look he's yeah. got. But listen, I, I, I've i been in events where people are talking to you and you're like, do I put my hands <laughs> in my pocket? He's sitting there in like this frozen rock'em sock'em robots thing. Like, what do I do with my hands? And as you can tell by the audio, it goes on for like, how long was that cut? Key? Like 10, 15 seconds? 18 seconds. It's just super weird. All right. All right. I just want to show again, it's Friday. So we will get to some of your questions later too. You know, it's Q and a with Dan on Friday. Watch the narrative. Uh, just before I get back to Biden in a second, I just want you to quickly watch while we're discussing coronavirus. I want you to watch the narrative shift. Now, again, this is how the media and the left does this. Remember the narrative about gain of function research. In other words, the Wuhan lab in China, making viruses gain their function to be more powerful to infect human beings and kill them. Remember what the narrative was from Fauci and others at the start? No, we didn't finance any of that. How dare you accuse us of that, you liars, you disgraceful, conservative, liberty-loving patriots. How dare you impugn our character? Then it was, well, maybe it happened, but we're really not sure. And now the narrative is shifted to, okay, it happened, but we really didn't know. And now it's, okay, it happened, we really didn't know, and yeah, we paid for it. Notice how the narrative shifts. All of it changes. And yet the media, if it was Donald Trump, they'd be demanding resignations. Yet nobody's demanding Fauci's resignation or anyone else. Now that we conclusively know our taxpayer dollars were used to fund a Wuhan lab that made viruses more deadly. How does that make you feel? As this guy lies to you, Biden, this rotting bag of bones, he wants you fired if you're a cop. He refuses to penalize anyone, anyone who was involved in funding a Chinese viral lab that created deadly virus that's killing and infecting millions of people. He won't penalize them, but he'll penalize you. If you're an EMT, paramedic, corrections officer, police officer, or fireman. How's that make you feel? Real leadership in the White House, right? Here he is lying again, Biden. And this may seem like a little thing, ladies and gentlemen. It's not a little thing. Biden can't stop lying. He lies all the time. He lies about everything. They're not little white lies. He makes up stories about yeah, $3.5 trillion bill costing zero. But he also makes up stories about his autobiography, right? He just makes up stories that never happened. And because he doesn't care, because he doesn't respect you and his team hates you, it's true. They can't stand you. You don't lie to people you respect. They have no respect for you at all. He lies about his personal life, even though the story he's about to tell, I'm going to play in a second about him and Amtrak, has been discredited 
no less than three or four times. It's not true. And he just keeps telling it because he doesn't respect you. This may seem like a small deal. It's not. The man has no integrity. He just makes stuff up. He doesn't even care if you know. Listen to this Amtrak story. I'm telling you it's not true. I'll show you why it isn't on the other side. Check this out. And uh, so uh, Angelo Negri was from, you remember Ange? Ange came up to me one day when I was, when they just had announced that I had flown uh, one million some X number of miles on Air Force aircraft. And Ange comes up and I'm getting in the car and he goes, Joey, baby, what are you doing? And I thought the Secret Service was going to shoot him. I said, no, 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 he's good, he's good. True story. And he said, I just read, big deal, big deal, whatever it was, a million, 200,000 miles, Air Force. You know how many miles you did Amtrak? And I said, no, Ange, I don't have any idea, pal. He said, let me tell you, we were at the retirement dinner. And he said, we added it up. You averaged 100, I think it says 21 days a year, 121 days a year, 36 years, plus as vice president, boom, boom, you have traveled over 2 million miles, Joe. I don't hear any more about the Air Force. Folks, the story is not true. I know it may seem like a little thing, but I'm not wasting your time. Remember the guy's story? I got arrested going to see Nelson Mandela, whatever. He makes all of this stuff up. None of it's true. Here. You're right. He brings up a good point, Joe. They're not even good fake stories. Yeah. Like, they're not even, they're so easily discredited. Like, at least do it, right, Joe? Do a Brian Williams. And I saved 35 guys in Vietnam and earned the Medal of Honor oh. for, at least make up, yeah. you're going to lie. He does stories are just ridiculous. Like, his claim to fame is he rides a train a lot. This guy, well, who cares? Who got, who cares? It's like, hey, my claim to fame is I have 27 hours lodged with my ass in this X chair sitting on the. Great. <laughs> awesome. What did you, you ride a train? Okay. What is <laughs> that? So your claim to famer, you you've ridden a train. All, did you drive the train? Did you negotiate the train around a potential derailment? By taking it onto a different track, wait! You rode a train. What did you? That's not a skill, dude. You didn't actually do anything. Here from Bongino.com, resident fact checker uh, Matt Palumbo. Read this story. It's in my newsletter today. Bongino.com/newsletter. <laughs> Here about this Amtrak story. Headline: Biden retells already debunked story for the fourth time. In a previous speech in May, Biden said a Negri, that's the Amtrak employee he was citing in the story there, told him he traveled 1.5 million miles and said it was during his fourth or fifth year as vice president, or roughly two decades after Negri's retirement. Oh. <laughs> and a timeline that also includes seven months after Negri's death. Oh. Biden also repeated the story last month to UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Overall, this is the fourth time on record that Biden has repeated the story. Ladies and gentlemen, the guy retired decades before Biden says this guy told him the story. And seven months before Biden says he told him the story, he was dead. It's not true. All right, moving on. I, I can't waste any more time on this idiot. Let me get to my second sponsor today, our friends at Blue Blocks. And then I want to get to a great article by a friend, Techno Fog. Techno's the best. 
one of the best analysts out there or the current legal case in the plot to take down Donald Trump. He picked out two things about this Sussman indictment. I want that. And I want to get to this Florida story also because there's a lot going on. Hey. Do you know that studies show that high blood pressure is the number one risk factor for mortality and one in two adults have high blood pressure? That's a 50-50 chance you're a walking time bomb. But you, not Big Pharma, can take control of your blood pressure with the help of 120 Life. 120 Life is a blend of great tasting superfruit juices and it's formulated with ingredients that have been shown to naturally help control high blood pressure and are endorsed by thousands of health professionals. Try it yourself, risk-free, with their two-week trial pack. Go to 120life.com and use the code DAN to save 15% receive free shipping. They're so sure that 120 Life can noticeably lower your blood pressure in two weeks that they'll give you your money back if you're not satisfied. You got nothing to lose but those high blood pressure numbers. Go to 120life.com, that's 120life.com, and use code DAN to save 15%. This is serious. It's your life we're talking about. 120 Life can help you. These statements have not been approved by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I've got news for the turkey hunters in our audience. Spring's around the corner, and if you're gearing up for a successful season, you're going to need a couple of things. One of those things is the single-shot turkey camo 12-gauge shotgun made by Henry Repeating Arms. Let's say you're out in the field and you've managed to call a turkey in a range, and now it's time to make your shot count. And you can do that with a Henry shotgun because they're reliable and accurate right out of the box, especially with the turkey choke tube that's included. And if they're fully adjustable, fiber optic sights aren't enough. It's easy to mount a red dot since it's already drilled and tapped. Henry's shotguns, rifles, and revolvers are made in America with the quality craftsmanship that Henry's are famous for. And you'll get a lifetime warranty and a 100% satisfaction guarantee that protects your purchase for generations to come. Make sure you go to their website. It's henryusa.com and order their free catalog. They'll mail it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and free decals. You're going to love these firearms and you're going to love this company. All right, so my buddy Technofog, subscribe to his Substack. It's amazing. He wrote this article about John Durham, who was prosecuting all of the perpetrators in the Spygate scandal against Donald Trump. And as we know, one of these lawyers associated with the Clinton campaign, Michael Sussman, uh, was uh, indicted. And now this case is really starting to heat up. Is anything going to happen for the thousandth time? I don't know. I have no faith in the Justice Department whatsoever. All I can tell you is Techno makes a pretty good case that something going on here, uh, that, that there's something going on here way deeper than an indictment against a Clinton-affiliated lawyer in the Spygate case for lying to the FBI. He brings up this rather important point, something Sarah Carter covered on my Fox show about a month ago. We were way ahead of via Sarah. She says, remember the Trump Alpha Bank connection where the Trump Tower was alleged to have communicated with Alpha Bank in Russia and the Spygate conspiracy theorists said, oh my gosh, Trump Tower is communicating with a bank in Russia. This is their Putin Trump channel. Well, Techno, in his piece, talks about this report from Ankara from 2020 and has some thoughts on what went down. And the thought is this, that this may have been Donald Trump getting framed the entire time, as they may have filled out some fake sales forms on each site and pretended both of these sites, Trump Tower and Alpha Bank, were connected. And he notes the theory of manipulating the data is consistent with the communications revealed in the Sussman indictment, where a member of the Alpha Bank, quote, research team 
explained how it would be possible to do this. Why do I bring this up? Folks, not only was the entire collusion thing a hoax, but what if it wasn't just some kind of misfeasance, but it was overt malfeasance? In other words, not only did they get it wrong that Trump Tower wasn't communicating with a Russian bank, but they did it themselves in an effort to frame Donald Trump. Oh, man. That would be really bad, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be grounds for a conspiracy charge? Listen, as I said, my faith in the Justice Department is very little, but I sincerely doubt that John Durham is wasting time on a 27-page indictment to go after absolutely no one else if it turns out, in fact, that a bunch of tech people uh, uh, colluded with the Clinton campaign and a bunch of DNC lawyers to frame Donald Trump for a connection, a computer connection that they set up themselves. It's part two of this piece, and I'll move on. Read it. It's in my newsletter today. He brings up another point we brought up last week. We love being ahead of this stuff. Techno has been on this from the start. Hey, was the DNC even hacked? Remember, that was the principal allegation in the collusion hoax, that the DNC, Democrat National Committee, was hacked by the Russians, and then they colluded with Donald Trump to embarrass the Democrats and win the election. But that would require something for that to be a collusion conspiracy between Trump and the Russians. What would it require? It would require the DNC to have been hacked by the Russians. What if that didn't happen either? Not only was there no Trump Tower Alpha Bank connection, that I believe was totally fabricated and Donald Trump was being framed. But what if the DNC hack was made up too? Techno notes this. He says, there's long been suspicions of CrowdStrike, which, uh, which analyzed the DNC computer and implied that they were hacked by the Russians. He says there have long been suspicions of CrowdStrike as being the entity that manipulated data showing Russians allegedly hacked the DNC and Clinton servers as it extracted the emails. He notes something interesting, though. What if CrowdStrike was a patsy there to unknowingly reach false conclusions of a Russia hack based on information provided to them by Perkins Coie in the DNC? (laughs) Think of this last line. Digest this one. Consider the potential that CrowdStrike was set up to reach a predetermined conclusion by the same lawyers and political figures that gave us the alpha bank hoax. That's not only one effort to frame Donald Trump through the Trump Tower alpha connection that didn't exist, but how, what did CrowdStrike know? CrowdStrike themselves acknowledged they had no evidence data was exfiltrated from the DNC, which is a requirement for a hack. So was CrowdStrike fed a bunch of false information so they would put their computer expert services imprimatur on this, making it appear that the DNC hack actually happened? I don't know. I guess we'll find out soon, won't we? That would be a double frame job, wouldn't it? This is going to get interesting real quick. Now, of course, you won't hear any about this from the media. The media commits sins of commission and omission all the time. First, they lie to you, and then they lie to you by never telling you the truth. What is gaslighting, right? How does gaslighting work? Well, gaslighting is lying, lying to people often, lying to people confidently. And then, importantly, don't ever forget one of the components of gaslighting is you must isolate people from the truth. Because once they see the truth, their eyes will be open, and then the lie will be exposed. How do you isolate people from the truth? You omit the truth so nobody sees it. They're isolated from it. We've seen this with their coverage of the coronavirus, which has been grotesque and disgusting. And that's why I tell you, do not trust these government people on the media on this virus. 
Do your own homework. These people have lied to you. They have a political agenda. It is obvious. Ignore them. There is nothing. I got a video at the end of the show I'm going to play about what they did to a special needs student with these masks that is so disgusting and horrifying. It's going to enrage you. That's coming up at the end. They are lying to you. This vaccine mandate has nothing to do with the vaccine. This mask mandate has nothing to do with a mask. It has everything to do with power. Believe me, it is an effort to control you and to break down your bound, your, your natural binds, excuse me, with liberty and freedom. Once you break that bind and acknowledge your body isn't yours, it's all over. Christina Pershaw works for the great governor, Ron DeSantis, put this out in her Twitter feed. She's noting a tweet from a Washington Post reporter, Felicia Sanmez, from August 3rd. Where this Washington Post reporter, with air quotes, because this is a, not a, obviously not a real journalist here. This is obviously a propagandist. Felicia Sanmez writes in the tweet back in August 3rd. Biden notes that Vermont, the most vaccinated state, has a rate of just five new COVID cases per 100,000. Neighboring Maine has a rate of just six per 100,000. Trying to take a shot kind of at uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida. No, this was back on August 3rd. I, Felicia may comment and we'll, 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 we'll add her comment if she wants to send it to us, if she wants to respond back via email or whatever. But it's interesting when she was celebrating Vermont when it was the summer and Florida was getting its sadly annual outbreak because people go inside in the summer in Florida and coronavirus is easier to spread because it's hot in the summer in Florida. Christina says, hey, uh, Felicia, circling back here, here are today's case rates per 100,000, according to the CDC. Vermont, 236. Maine, 209. Florida, 75. I'm, I'm waiting for the Washington Post article now about how excellent Florida is doing and how terrible Vermont and Maine are doing. You won't see it, of course, because Vermont and Maine are largely left-leaning states, Vermont more so than Maine. You won't see those articles at all. Because again, this has nothing to do with coronavirus and everything to do with manipulating you and showing you who the boss is and telling you to sit down and shut your mouth. Your body isn't yours. That's why this gaslighting effort. All right, let me get to my third sponsor, and then I want to give you a path forward here. And we'll get to some questions as well. There is a path forward here for conservative counties. There's no giving up. There is no, you got one life. Why are you going to give up? You only got one. You might as well use it to fight back. I'm going to show you a way. When three of these counties in Maryland, I know very well, are doing it. Omaha Steaks. We love Omaha Steaks. Tony's getting a little jealous uh, because he hasn't gotten his Omaha Steaks burgers. Omaha, we got to take care of Tone. Big Tone. Hook the hook a brother up. The Omaha Steaks semi-annual sale is here. Get 50% off site-wide. Save on mouth-watering favorites today. Go to omahasteaks.com. Shop the semi-annual sale where you can load up on all the delicious flavor you, flavor you crave at half the price. And when you use my promo code Bongino at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. Save big on delicious, tender, juicy steaks, big, beefy burgers, and uh, all, all kinds of delicious food. So much more there. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless value. With every purchase, is backed by their unconditional money-back guarantee because the food's amazing. That's why. Simply go to omahasteaks.com. Shop the semi-annual sale today. Don't forget to use the promo code Bongino at checkout and get an extra $30 off your order. Hurry, because this deal won't last long. Kickstart your spring grilling today. That's omahasteaks.com. Promo code Bongino at checkout. Minimum purchase and restrictions may apply. Visit omahasteaks.com for details. Thanks, Omaha Steaks. All right. Um, so here's one of the path forward. The path forward. I, I have this article in my newsletter as well. Folks, if you live in a conservative county in a deep blue state, you see this up in New York, western and northern counties in New York <clears throat> that have to submit 
to the will of liberal New York City. You see it in California with some of the northern counties and southern counties, even central counties that have to submit to the will of Los Angeles and other liberal cities like San Francisco. Why do you stay in California? This won't be the first time counties have uh, counties have seceded from a state and joined another state. Daily Caller has an article up uh, about Garrett Allegheny in Washington County in Maryland. Joe knows them very well. Joe has been a longtime Maryland yes, resident sir. like I was. And here's an article from the Daily Caller. Republican Maryland lawmakers request secession. Asked to join West Virginia. Well, all right. What were you waiting for? Now, in case you think this hasn't happened before. The author notes in the Daily Caller piece, which is available again in my newsletter, that Congress approved changes to state lines only three times, creating Kentucky in 1792 by taking land from Virginia, creating Maine from land out of Massachusetts in 1820, and during the Civil War when West Virginia counties who sided with the Union seceded from Virginia Confederate counties. There's precedent. Happened three times. Why not do it again? Garrett, Allegheny, and, and Washington County in Maryland. Maryland is a very long state from west to east. The western counties in Maryland are blood red. It's where I ran for Congress. I think Donald Trump in Garrett County won over 80% of the vote. In Allegheny, probably not far behind. Washington, I'd say probably it was close to 60. I don't know. Maybe I'm guessing. But knowing those counties well, I ran there. They are blood red. Why should they be forced to have to subjugate themselves to liberal totalitarians in the state of Maryland? We need a national realignment. Why not? Why do you want to force people to be in states they don't want to live in? Oh, well, you could move out of the state. Well, some can't. Some have businesses. These businesses don't want to be part of your tyranny. And good for you. It's happened before. It can happen again. It may be the only way. You want to take Maryland down the drain with your high taxes and your communism? Go ahead and do it. Just don't do it with Garrett Allegheny in Washington. You have my full support. You know what, uh, Jim, if you're listening, you want to get one of them on the radio show today while it still exists? Get, see if one of those lawmakers is willing to come on. You, I know you hear me. Listen, Jim listens in the studio live. Let's get one of them on, in the, uh, if we can, in the third hour of the show the hell out of these states if you can't move out move your county out all right from yesterday here's our gyno attorney general and name only nailed to the wall by a terrific congressman uh, johnson this guy's fantastic calling him out on his conflict of interest what's this about if you hadn't heard the story on my show last week our dreadful grotesque attorney general who thinks it's a good idea to target American citizens for showing up at a school board meeting through his intimidating memos using his power. No one's intimidated by this buffoon. Isn't he? He said it this morning, Joe, listening. You cut the, you, you've heard yeah. it. You cut it this morning. Isn't this guy such a hapless, weak buffoon? <laughs> he sounds like a goofball, not the attorney general. Yeah. Whether you liked or disliked Bill Barr, at least he had a presence, unlike this clown. Here's uh, the Againo, attorney general in name only. When he's asked a question about Hey, so you want to target parents for protesting critical race theory in front of school boards? Don't you find it odd that your son-in-law is selling critical race theory associated materials? Isn't that a conflict of interest? Listen to this clown. He can't even answer the question. Check this out. Did you see, excuse me, did you seek ethics counsel before you issued a letter that directly relates to the financial interest of your family? Yes or no? 
This memorandum does not relate to the financial interests of anyone. It's a th- it's against. I take that as a no. I take that as a no. Memorandum is against violence and threats of violence. I will, will you, Mr. Attorney General, will you commit to having the appropriate ethics designee review the case and make the results public? This memorandum is aimed at violence and threats of violence. I understand your talking point. You're not answering my question, Mr. Attorney General. With all due respect, will you submit to an ethics review of this matter, yes or no? There is no company in America or hopefully no law-abiding citizen in America who believes that threats of violence should not be prevented. There are no conflicts of interest that anyone could have. According to you, but sir, with due respect, that's the purpose of the federal regulation. We need objective third parties to review our activities. You don't get to make that decision yourself. It doesn't matter. You're the top, you're the chief law enforcement of this country. This raises questions in the minds of millions of Americans, and your impartiality is being called into question. Why would you not submit to a simple ethics review of that? I am exquisitely aware of the ethics requirements. But you're not following them. I have followed them and lived with them for the last 25 years. Did you seek an ethics review of this or not? I'm going to say again, there are no conflicts of interest involved when the Justice Department... Okay, okay. According to you... Oh, my gosh. So you see how the Againo Attorney General, and name only, you see how he gets to determine what an ethical conflict is, but no one else does. No one else in the government. You don't get to say, Joe Armacost, if you're, um, let's say Joe has a position, say he's a Secret Service director, something I'm familiar with, and Joe decides to hire Little Joe's security, Little Joe doesn't have a security company, but assume he did, Little Joe's Security, Inc. And Joe says, hey, listen, I think we need to hire Little Joe's Security, Inc. We're going to give him a multi-million dollar contract to build this radar system around the White House. And then Congress goes, oh, you know, that's kind of a conflict. Uh, You know, Joe, you hire little Joe and little Joe security. And Joe goes, no, no, don't worry. I've looked at it and there's no conflict at all. Oh, so you determine there's no conflict. That's not how ethics works. That's not how the field of ethics works at all. None of that. It doesn't work that way at all. I'm really sorry. We need a good gynecologist to come in and clear this thing up. In a sane world, I would cut that out, but we don't live in a sane world. So I'm going to leave it in and we're going to laugh about it like you just did. <laughs> a gynecologist. All right. Yeah, we got to skip the Rogan story because I want to get to the questions too. And I got a, I got a ton to cover today on the show. Uh, let's go to the video next uh, about uh, this costing zero. I, 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 I'm sorry to keep doing this to you. And this I mean, sometimes I say I'm sorry when I'm not sorry. And it's like a tick I mentioned yesterday, but. I am, I, because I don't want you to think I'm just beating you up for nothing. But the Biden lies and his administration and their lies, I keep playing them to show you how little respect they have for you. These people lie to you repeatedly. Here is uh, the deputy press secretary for the Biden administration. I guess Peppermint took a day off, whatever it was. And here's her again repeating the lie that the $3.5 trillion porculus bill will will uh, cost zero. And notice what she says. It's short. She says it will add nothing to the deficit. I am guaranteeing you, as my name is Dan Bongino, I will mail you my, my, my right thumb. I will saw it off if this, the deficit, does not go up during the Biden administration by roughly the amount of this, uh, this, this trillion dollar stimulus bill. That's how confident I am. Here, check this out. 
So for clarity, there's a cost, but it's not to the depth, doesn't raise the deficit, these things we do. The price tag for this legislation, Peter, is zero dollars. Zero dollars. Going to cost zero. Goes on to say about, hey, we'll just watch the deficit. The deficit won't go up at all. Okay, well, watch it. I can almost guarantee you're lying. You are lying. You're lying. You're just making it up. They don't care. They have no respect for you. All right, let me get to the questions. We had some great questions. And then uh, I have an article about Dave Chappelle showing you how to defeat cancel culture. It's not hard. You just have to resist it. I guess you want me to do this last spot. Is that a hint? He's throwing the lens. Let's do the last spot first, and then we'll get to that. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. Good. That's why I pay you as the uh, podcast video producer. Big show today. You ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris, the action star, world champion, black belt, and U.S. veteran? Well, I saw a video he made. I was shocked. He's in his 80s. He's still kicking butt, working out. He looks amazing. He stays active. I mean, a guy looks like he's in his 40s. What's even more shocking is he's stronger, can work out longer, and he has plenty of energy left over, keeping him sharp and focused. Chuck Norris is able to do all this because he made a simple change. It makes him and his family feel great. He made a special short video, explains everything easily to you. Make sure you check it out today by going to chuckdefense.com slash Bongino. could change the way you think about health. That's chuckdefense.com slash Bongino or text Bongino to 511-511. You won't believe how simple it is. Be prepared to be amazed. The guy seriously looks incredible. That's chuckdefense.com slash Bongino or text Bongino to 511-511. Message and data rates apply. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. The product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Here's a hint that involves this stuff. It's really good. All right. Here it's time for questions with Dan. So here's question number one. Hey, Dan, you believe leftists are intentionally driving fellow leftists out of big cities and into the heartland to turn red states blue. Was a defund the police issue just an excuse to make these cities into hell holes in order to make people leave? That's P-O-E-D 2020. P-O-D 2020. Get it? Um, Are they intentionally driving people out? I don't think so. But when they're driven out, do they know what to do when they get to red states to turn them blue? The answer is unequivocally yes. And if you doubt me, just go into a search engine and put in the uh, in an internet search engine the Colorado Project, where the Democrats, once a bunch of liberals moved in, took over Colorado piece by piece, bit by bit, and turned a once red, if not blood red state, into purple and then effectively blue. They know exactly what to do when they get there. How they got there, I think that's a secondary issue, whether it was intentional or not. Hey, Dan, question two. Do you think or do you know if your daughters have an interest in going into politics? Saver girl. Uh, They don't. I don't push them. You know, um, one of the things about I loved about my parents was that uh, they never pushed me into doing anything. All they asked was that I get good grades in school. That was it. They got very mad, especially my mother, if I didn't do well in school. Very mad. I mean, (laughs) to the point where, like, I don't know if I should do it. Back then, corporal punishment was a real thing. Remember that, Joe? <laughs> All kinds of devices, Ooh, you know? Yeah. The wiffle ball bat. The, oh, yeah, it was bad. Back if they kept you on the on the straight and narrow, sure did. Learn not to come home with a 60% on your test anymore. What did you say, Guy? Yeah, I did, I did great in school. I didn't do well in grammar school. I did great in high school. And then uh, my MBA class, 
I graduated in uh, the top 5% of the class at Penn State. I just read that email the other day. So, hey, look at me. What do I always say? Anyone who cites their educational credentials is usually an idiot. But you ask, so it's not question time with Gee, It's question time with the audience. But I don't know. I don't push my daughters into it. Uh, I don't. I, I explain to them the value of liberty and freedom. I explain to them the tangible, touchable political issues so they understand the devastation of high taxes and why high taxes will never work. I explain to them the value of human life in the womb. I explain to them the value of a right to self-protection. I don't avoid politics with them. I just don't push them into, say, joining politics or anything like that. I think you get the reason is not because I don't believe in it, because I believe it's just not productive. I just believe you're pushing them away. Joe, wouldn't you agree? I mean, Joe's a great kid. He yeah. believes in liberty and freedom. And I mean, you didn't indoctrinate him into like a Joe didn't send them to like a political indoctrination camp or anything. They'll, they'll, you, you teach them about liberty and freedom. Just, I think they'll find just a way. the basics, man. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But you just have to stay on them. That's right. if you're looking for a little bit of parenting advice, you got it. You can't let it go. Matter of fact, whenever I see a story on the news, I think there's a learning lesson in. I'll tell my daughter, you see, yeah. look, that's what yes. happens when these idiots are. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, there are a number of opportunities to do that. All right, question three. Hey, Dan, how does someone get a White House press pass? I get this question a lot from people. There's only one reporter, Peter Ducey from Fox, that asks real questions. How come there aren't more members of the press holding Saki accountable, KTB 72? Well, the way the press passes work, there are three press passes, okay, when you're involved with the presidential bubble, which in my obviously my last line of work I was. The first type of press pass is a hard P pass. That's the pool. The pool is in the White House every day. Now, because the Brady press room you see on TV with Peppermint every day and Kaylee and Sarah Sanders before is so small, not every entity gets to go in every day. So if you're a reputable press outlet with enough of a presence, they will give you a P pass, a P, a hard P pass, right? That P, Pat literally has a P on it or did back in the day, or they'll get a hard White House pass. They rotate out. So one day you may have like AP, next day you may have Reuters. I don't know what the actual rotation is, but they're not all in there every day. Some have permanent seats, some don't. So some are in there every day and some aren't. Now, when the press, when the White House travels on the road, the pool travels with them. They come with us. They're on the press plane. Some of them are on Air Force One in the back. Overseas trips, sometimes there's a separate plane. But they're on Air Force One in the back, the pool. They get in a motorcade and everything. At local stops, say in whatever, Tuscaloosa, you'll see people who are given a PL pass. Those are local press people from Tuscaloosa. They're not national, who are inserted into the pool to travel around with us. Those are the PLs, press, a pool, local. And then you have an L pass, which is a local pass, which again are people who won't travel with the pool, but they're allowed, say, in Tuscaloosa at the airport. And they'll, whatever, take video of Biden getting off the plane waving. So it's a P, P, L, and L. So there you go. Hope that explains it. All right. Question four? Yes, four. That's right. Hey, Dan, you stated in an earlier episode you don't use Google search. Would you mind sharing what search engine you do use? Well, sometimes I do use Google search. Dan, you hate Google. It's by Jay Jackal. Yeah, but it's for a reason. When I want to see how the left is slanting a story to paint a narrative, right? I'll go to Google sometimes and I'll Google a question like, does the $3.5 trillion spending bill cost zero? And I will see how Google's algorithm 
eliminates any serious argument and only lists articles from hacks like Mother Jones and the New York Times. So sometimes I do use Google to prove a point. But what do I do in my everyday search? I use uh, typically DuckDuckGo or anything but Google. Once in a while, just because of the phone situation I'm stuck with right now, I'm stuck with sometimes Safari, but I typically use DuckDuckGo 90% of the time just to get rid of Google. I can't stand them, and you shouldn't use them either for anything. They're a disaster. All right, question five. Hey, Dan, as a conservative, you just said that people have sovereignty over their own bodies. So why are you against abortions? This is an Ask Dan question for Friday. That was in the question. Seems duplicitous. TX Hill Country, Texas Hill Country, USA. I have a feeling this is a liberal pretending to be a conservative, but I'll answer your question. Because it's not your body? How am I against abortions? An abortion is killing someone else, not you. You don't, you don't die in an abortion, right? It's a serious question, right? My body, my choice. That's not your body. Maybe in your body, but it's a separate body. Separate DNA, right? Matter of fact, I'm going to address this on my Fox show, I think, also tomorrow. Joe, am I explaining this right? Yeah, you know, I just... The vaccine. It's my body, Dan Bongino's body, therefore my choice, what goes sure. in it. That's a God-given right. God gave me my body. It's my body. I have sovereignty of it. However, if you are pregnant, there is another body with separate DNA in your body. It's not my fault as a guy I can't get pregnant. It's human biology. But there's another body in there. That's what it is. If that makes you uncomfortable, I, I don't know what to tell you. It's science. It's just real science, like the way it works. It's not your body. When you have an abortion, it's not your body, your choice. It's another body you're talking about. You're not terminating your life. You're terminating another body's life. That's why. That's, that's irrelevant. My body, my choice. Yeah. It's not to do with abortion. It's not your body. So it's not your choice. It's just the hard reality. All right. Question six. Uh, hey, Dan, this is by Dadology. I am truly inspired by your will to not be broken. I work for a big Fortune 15 company, forces the liberal agenda on its employees. I've had to sit through BLM support calls, white privilege calls, biting my tongue the whole time. Now I have until November 17th to turn in my vaccination card or I'll be shown the door. Listening to your show today, I realized that they broke me and had me on my knees. I am a father of two and the sole provider for my family, but I do not want to be on my knees anymore. I believe in the vaccine but not government tyrannical mandates. What do you recommend for people like me to get off our knees and begin to dance? Hey, man, that's a good question. Listen, anyone telling you they can take on every fight all the time is sadly lying to you. Not everyone, including you, it appears from this case, are able to take on every fight and every moment. You have to decide for yourself if leaving your job because of this vaccine mandate, what kind of damage it would do to you and your family. And believe me, I am not here judging anyone. I am not in a position to do that. I have the means and the resources to fight this fight, and I will. It's going to come at great expense to me, just like it would come at great expense to you. But I have the ability to withstand whatever's coming my way. I've been... Uh, very savvy about what I do with my business relationships and what I do with my money. Having said that, does everybody out there have to resign immediately in protest? I'm not here to tell you what you have to do or don't have to do. 
I'm here to tell you there may be a different way. What do I recommend? If you can't resign because you have to provide for your family and starvation is not a palatable option, you can go to your local Republican club or Tea Party group or Libertarian club. You can show up at a school board meeting. You can email your legislators and demand to see what they're doing like they're doing in Florida now to ban vaccine mandates. You can send emails. You can call people. You can donate to political campaigns for candidates who are fighting this stuff. So dadology, there's a lot of things you can do. You don't have to do them all, but you do have to do one. And resigning may not be it. I'm not here to lecture anybody. Believe me, there's a lot of places I'd, uh, I'd, I'd, a lot of things and places I'd like to uh, send a message to. And sometimes, because it involves a third party, it's a different relationship. I'll explain that another time. But I'm doing what I can do at great cost. And um, some of you have to figure out what cost you're willing to take. All right, last question. Sorry, I kind of droned on a little bit about that one. But it's important to me. That's why. Hey, Dan, how do I, as a single father, help in the fight to save the country and protect my daughter from the CRT garbage being taught in Fairfax County, Virginia? Also, there's lots of Yunkin signs appearing in yards that had Biden-Harris signs just a few months back. God bless you, Dan and company. This is BX2VA, Brian. Listen, I already kind of explained what you could do in the last question. I only bring up this question because of the Yunkin signs. Glenn Yunkin is running for governor as a Republican in Virginia. It appears by some polling he is either even or ahead of Terry McAuliffe, the dreadful Democrat right now. Why are there signs appearing in Northern Virginia, which has gone deep blue? Because the Republicans have finally found a path to victory in blue states. It's focusing on students, on schools, on education, on bodily sovereignty, on these vaccine issues. These are winning issues. And if the Democrats lose big in Virginia, which I think they could, it's possible. It'll send a message all over the country. So I'll tell you, uh, Brian VA, whatever that name was, sorry about that. It's not on the screen, but uh, you got to go vote. That message, if Glenn Youngkin wins, will resonate around the country. Okay, just a final story before we go. There is a way to beat cancel culture in relationship to the past two questions. You have to stand up. You're not alone. You're not alone in this fight. Dave Chappelle could have backed down and apologized for his comedy act which allegedly, I say allegedly, these people make this stuff up all the time. They pretend to be victims. Allegedly offended a group of people. Chappelle's showing no signs of getting canceled, however, folks. He just performed to a sold-out show in London. Look at this Fox News report by Jessica Napoli. Sold-out show. Just plow ahead and keep going. You can't get canceled if you don't allow it. Remember Quintus Aeneas. I use this quote all the time. An enemy isn't vanquished until he considers himself so. Do you consider yourself vanquished? Well, if you don't, you're not. Don't let them cancel you. Thanks for tuning in, folks. I appreciate it. I don't know what's going to happen next week on the radio, but I know for sure I will be here on the podcast. So please follow the show at rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. I'll see you all here. On Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. 
That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen.